Hey guys, this is Nathan with a quick little bonus episode for you today. We were lucky enough to be asked to be part of a quick chat with Justin Briner and Cliff Chapin, the voices of Deku and Bakugo respectively, for the uh, lead up to season five. So if you're not caught up on the anime as of yet, maybe don't do this one. But if you are watching the show for a second time with us in the podcast, or you don't really care about spoilers, go ahead and check this out. So without further ado, let's get into the recording of the interview. Justin, Cliff, how's it going? I'm good. good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for chatting with us today about season five and uh, just kind of your characters arcs in general. So let's see. Uh, Jess, do you want to do your question first? Yeah, I think the way that we structured this is we're going to have an individual question for each of you and then just some some group questions. So my question was for Cliff, and that was, what was it like taking Bakugo from a character that was pretty unlikable at the beginning of the show's run and making him into kind of a fan favorite. Like I, I will admit Bakugo is probably my favorite character in the show just because of the growth. Um, so what, what was that journey like for you? I don't know what you're talking about. I think he was always the fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> um, man, you know, it's been a crazy journey and that's, and that's honestly my favorite thing about Bakugo is that I, uh, the entire purpose of a character like Bakugo, the rival we've seen in so many, so many other shows, uh, but especially in My Hero Academia, is that that is a character that exists to be humbled and grow. Um, and so that's kind of the best part of it is that uh, as an actor, it's so exciting to get to play a character that gets to go somewhere to get to do something. Uh, we, we play so many characters that are, are ancillary or, or on the side that they don't really ever develop into very much or, or get to go anywhere or become something new, but that is not the case with Bakugo. It's not the case with really anybody in my hero academia. Um, but to see, to see the growth of this character and it's been so monumental, um, it is it is a very humbling and gratifying experience uh, to be to be along for the ride on that journey. Yeah, especially as like a, a director as well, like a, a voice director for some of these episodes as well. I'm sure that you get a little bit of satisfaction out of being like, okay, cool, I can you know spread my wings a little bit. I can get a little pathos in. Oh here. yes, <laughs> and, and and on those on those episodes, it's kind of funny just as a coincidence. But most of the episodes that I have had any sort of hand in directing. Uh, Bakugo has not been very yeah. present in them. Uh, typically, the episodes I've directed have been very focused on on Justin with Deku. Uh, so I get to explore I get to explore that character with him, or I've gotten to in those in those cases. Yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of Justin, um, I had a question for you, and uh, it was if you had to pinpoint like a single moment where you thought that you were able to chart Deku's growth in like a very like big step in a positive way, like what moment would that be? Be it like whether it's, you know, the big fight with Overhaul or it's like, oh, when he, you know, gave the candy apple to Aerie. Uh, it it um, reminds me of sort of a, a moment from the recent movie, uh, but it's he's also expressed similar sentiments to sort of the children of the series is what was so special to him was being told that he can be a hero. Mm -hmm. No one else uh, believed in him. Uh, someone believed in him. And that, that sort of meant the world and changed his entire trajectory. So now when he uh, sees children in this series like Kota or Eri or, or the children from the movie and passes that sort of torch to them, I think that's a really, really special thing because uh, especially he can identify how 
monumental that feels to someone aspiring to their dreams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of wild to, to have a character who at such a young age is still so focused on the next generation of heroes and like what comes after him. Yeah, and even like Bakugo's <laughs> growth in the license exam where he's showing some of his growth while talking to some of the kids and being like, yeah. hey, don't don't turn out like me. Like you gotta- Don't make the mistakes that I made along the way. Make yeah. the, you know, you know, make the right choices. But he still says it to him in his way, which I enjoy a lot. Um, so for season five, for let's we'll start with Cliff. What what are the types of like opportunities for improvement, like whether it's, you know, quirk and hero stuff or personal growth that you think that your character has ahead of them for season five with the one A and one B fight? And I don't know. That's that's the thing is it's so hard to guess and 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 speculate. You know, we've we've encountered the the class 1b kids before back during the the sports uh the sports festival in season two um so i'm excited to see how those characters are going to be elevated now with so much time away from us mm -hmm. um but to to see bakugo have to now overcome these characters again uh that's really exciting and and i uh, i think if there's anything that i'm looking forward to and i'm just sort of hoping that it's going to be it is that we know that um the previous film heroes rising is set a little bit further into the timeline and we had a lot of glimpses into how bakugo now works with the other kids and and has like team up attacks and things like that i'm really hoping that those are the things we get to explore in this season to see how we get to those points um i'm really looking forward to seeing seeing him start to develop to work better alongside the other students yeah, and it's so awesome to watch the first movie in the timeline exactly where it goes and just you like, yep, Baka goes like this because of this, Shoto's like this because of this, Deku's like this because of that. And it's the same same with the second movie as well, which I like even more. I can't wait till we get to cover that on the show. But um, Justin, what about you? What do you think that Deku has in terms of opportunities for improvement in season five, whether it's hero stuff or personal stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, um we already know that Deku is such a hero fanboy. Uh, you know, the last time he came across uh, Class 1B, he was already taking notes, you know, developing strategies, all that. Uh, so I think there's there's more of that to come, especially we sort of forget that this whole other class of, of extremely talented heroes is sort of in our periphery, and they have been going through a lot as well. So, uh, yeah, once, once the, those worlds collide again, I think there's just a lot to learn about strategy and teamwork and, and the whole shebang. Yeah, no, I've, I've always said that I'm like a big like 1B fan and I've, I've read the manga, so I'm really excited for, for this season. Um, Jess, do you have a question for them? I do. Uh, my next question was going to be, and this is something you can even talk about in season five, how that's going to, I guess, kind of manifest. But what quality of your character do you feel is undervalued or misunderstood and how do you use those things that you notice maybe as a voice actor to to bring that character to life or to make them more well-rounded we can start with justin on this one i i hear a lot that uh you know uh quote deku is is a crybaby or, or deku he's always uh he's always crying on screen um, why is he why is he crying so much uh but I, and i think that's um it's part of his overall just earnestness. Uh, he's a kid who who wears his heart on his sleeve, um, and I think it's especially special that uh, it, it you know it's not perceived as a weakness. It's just a part of that is who Deku is, and that is how he uh, he, he manifests his feelings, um, and his friends sort of love and accept uh, him for that. So, uh, yeah, I think I think there's a lot to learn about sort of uh, 
emotional intelligence, et cetera, and, and identifying those emotions and being free with them. Absolutely. I'm just so glad that you said that because that's one of the things that's really stood out to me about Deku is having a protagonist who isn't afraid to be emotional, especially a male protagonist, because I feel like that's something that's so like looked down upon or shunned. And I think it's really positive representation. So I'm really glad you said that, actually. <laughs> yeah. On my end of the the story, it's it's typically how intelligent Bakugo is. Like everybody knows, everybody knows that Bakugo is smart, but it is so vastly overshadowed by his temper mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of a lot of fans come up to me all like all the time, and they're like, "God, he's so funny! It's so funny when these things happen." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not funny for Bakugo. <laughs> like from from Bakugo's perspective, it's not funny at all, you know." And uh, so a lot of it comes down to that, you know, Bakugo is just so, he's so intelligent. Um, he's able to so quickly analyze things that he knows when someone's like holding back against him or not putting in their all and those things frustrate him. Um, and it, it results in his temper uh, bursting out. And that's what, that's what fans end up relating to and being like, oh, it's so funny, but it's never meant to be funny. I always think about at the end of the sports festival, um, yeah. Where Bakugo is being given his medal, everybody everybody was saying to me like that scene was so hysterical, and I'm like, yeah, but it's from Bakugo's point of view, it's not like my perf- way, the way I performed it is not to be funny, you know. I performed it to be angry, uh, and it just sort of is played for laughs in the show, um, and so that's the that is always the thing I think about with Bakugo and. Uh, so many people say to me that he's funny and I'm like, ah, Bakugo would not tell you that he's funny. You know? yeah. <laughs> he, would, yeah. he would never think he was funny. So, yeah. yeah. In the show we say like, it's a joke, but it didn't not happen. Like he was, right. he was there doing that. And, you know, people, people forget that he is, he's, you know, top of the class basically. And people forget that like, you know, him going to bed early or whatever, isn't just cause he's, cause he's like, you know, antisocial. He wants to rest up and have energy for, the next day or the next whatever um right so let's see um we have a little bit of time here left um are there any like particular moments that you guys uh personally related to um on a on a personal level um what about you justin um oh certainly something that comes to mind is uh i mean i and i i never feel uh the this exactly but i i thought a lot about the the heightened desperation of daku uh during his uh at the summer camp when uh, mm. Bakugo is being kidnapped and they're trying to rescue him. And just, uh, just the, the sheer level of, of, of horror that he puts himself through just to accomplish this goal that he's now set for himself. Uh, I think that's pretty admirable. And I'm trying to think of something in my own life that I would break all of my uh, limbs for. <laughs> like three I, times I, over. I, yeah. I had arrived there. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. Uh, so maybe it'll happen one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like, yeah, I remember the one time I broke my arm three times while punching a very big guy. Yeah. Right. I know what to do. <laughs> Cliff, what about you? I mean, for me, a lot of, a lot of my relation to the characters, to any, uh, to pretty much any of the characters, to be honest, not even just Bakugo comes from that pursuit of a dream. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, I grew up in New England and just like a small town, no, no real opportunities for anything to do with media or anything like that. And I, I always said every time there was like a class project of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was always something like filmmaker, voice actor related 
related things and everybody just kind of like, oh, okay, kid, you know? And so like that, that sense of, of wanting to pursue something and being told that you can't um, is something that I feel like we all go through it and be it intended or not, or, or whatnot from those around us. It's something that I feel like we all experience. And that's, that's something that I carry with me, especially on this show um, is that feeling of like knowing that you, you have the drive to succeed and there are people that are going to tell you that you can't and just trying to overcome that. That's something that I, that's something that I bring into it. Um, and that I resonate with, uh, with all of the characters. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a simple message, but it's, that's why it's so like universal. I believe that's it. Thanks so much guys. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for your time. So that was our quick little chat with Justin and Cliff, voices of Deku and Bakugo. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode of The Big Three. Like we said in the interview, season five is airing now on Funimation's app. You can get it on any of your smart devices or Hulu as well, which is their streaming partner in North America every Saturday morning. Get your little Saturday morning cartoon on. So thanks again to Funimation for giving us that opportunity. You can find them on Twitter at at Funimation and at MHA official and on Instagram it's at Funimation and at plus ultra. If you want to follow us on Twitter you can go to at Big Three Cast. Uh, I'm Victory Position on Twitter. Jess is a wild Jessichu. Cam, who unfortunately couldn't be here with us, is at the Cam. Man. This has been a special bonus episode of The Big Three. Peace. Bye.